<laughs> Welsh language pornography. I, I really, really want to make a Welsh language porno slash comedy. So it'd be like it would be. Well, you can't real, help it being a comedy. You'd it would yeah it would be a real porn film, but we'd purposely make it really. Your mic stand. Well, who's going to be in it? Who's going to be in it? Are you offering? No, no. I I'll be the script girl. <laughs> Can I write it? <laughs> Co-write it. Yeah, written by Comedy Geek. Woo! Yeah, but there's just like there definitely is a market for it because the like the Welsh language revival that's happening right now. You know, there's so like all of a sudden it's like oh it's actually all right to speak Welsh now. Yeah, well, yeah, it's great. It's good. Yes. It's really useful and it's yeah, and it yeah gives you a sense of community and everything. But where's the Welsh language porn? When I'm there in the in the house by myself and I'm. <laughs> in a Welsh language mood. Oh, do do. I'm uh, surfing. See, the trouble is surfing the web. Yeah, I've just looked it up on Pornhub, and unfortunately, if you type in Camrag, uh, it comes up with "Did you mean Camrag?" <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Um, so, which begs the question: More um, people are, go- are looking up Camrag than Camrag. Um, what happens yeah. if you get Camrag? What if you type? Um, there what? is actually, um, there is, there's a famous porn star and she's from Llanelli. Oh, Sophie D. That's it? Yeah. yeah. God, you knew that quite. Well, because we tried to get her, I remember, <laughs> ages ago, we tried to get her a show <laughs> and she was like, she was like all for doing like an interview show with S4C, right? And then she found out, she found out how much you get paid to be a guest on an S4C show and she was like, like or I could suck a dick for eight minutes. What? Uh, so I was like, oh. I'm wondering now how much of a gap there is between what I get paid when I go on SOC uh, yeah. and if I could wow. just suck a dick for eight minutes. Yeah. Or how long I would have to suck a dick to make it worth one full SOC appearance. <laughs> what is like SOC's, um, like where's the line with SOC's shows? Could you do it? How Can I suck a dick on SOC? Oh, with their budget. Not you personally. What kind <laughs> of show is this? On. This is, uh, it's called. Now we're at Rick. Schlopan. <laughs> I just I was like <laughs> the most squelchiest Welsh word I could make up on the spot. Oh, like my little mind. Anyway, without further ado, let's introduce our special guest. Good evening, comedy geeks, and welcome to the super special Dan show. Oh yeah, we have um, two webs. Webber and Webber. Who's the other web? Oh, Nathan Web. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have two dams now. Yeah. Just, just to balance mm. the universe. So we're here with the wonderful, the awesome, the incredible, Dan no Thomas. Yeah. Hi, Hi, Dan. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fine. So thanks for inviting us into your home, Dan, to record on our podcast. It's yeah. beautiful. Lovely house. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I did this. Just looking around to see I, what I can steal um, as a Do you know what? There's a bunch of antique radios if you want to just fucking take them. Because <laughs> there's one up there. They have filled the fucking house. Do you collect antique radios? I don't. Someone does. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. it like that one you've got? That here? one works. No, it wasn't. This place was empty. This is, that that one's the only one that works. Right? Oh, that's okay. got a record player in it. That's yeah. mine because it does something. It doesn't matter. But there's a lot of antique radios in this house, and they are clogging the place up. <laughs> cool. I think I, I've got one that looks exactly like that. Yeah, Gosh. that's cool. 
But it's good because, I mean, you're on the radio. Yeah, and the radio's on the shelf. Yeah. So I'm on the shelf. (laughs) By extension. (laughs) (laughs) The Dan on the shelf. Oh. (laughs) So, Mr. Thomason, how did you get into stand-up? I I don't know. (laughs) What do people usually say? Of sitting. I don't know. It was. Uh, I, was it I mean, accidental? Because a lot of people find that. No, there was the plan. I was just. Um, I, I I just liked comedy when I was growing up. Ever since my father got me, he got me a VHS of three episodes of Faulty Towers and a an audio tape of Hancock's Half Hour. Ah. Google it, kids. And um, and I started really like comedy. And then at some point, way later than I should have done. I was like 25, I finally went, I'm going to do stand-up now. I was like waiting to be ready. Yeah. And it's like, you see people who aren't ready, and they just go, I'm just going to do it. And I never had that confidence. So I did it when I thought I was ready at 25, and I wasn't until I was 30. But I plowed on for five miserable years anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember Beta Max? Do you ever have Beta Max? Yeah. No, I never had one. It was, why? why? I don't know, just, you know, generation. I never had a Beta Max. (laughs) I don't remember my parents ever having a... I was really bitter because we the video shop we used to go to in Swansea was it had like three rooms full of VHS, but it had one shelf of Betamax, and one of the Betamaxes was the was the Peter Cushing Doctor Who that I really wanted to see, but they didn't have it on VHS. So I'd always turn up there and go, maybe this time do I have VHS or my mother will let me? I was, I was trying to get my mother to buy us a Betamax machine for four hundred quid so I could watch Peter Cushing. I can imagine like people who only had a Betamax machine were going into that shop and just going, oh, have you had anything new, Win? No. 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 Oh, I'll have the fucking Doctor Who again then. Doctor Who and, um, no, and, and something called Super Van 2. Super Van. Super yeah. Van. You know what? Was no, it anything, I was was it anything like that. a birthday card? Oh, let's not bring up that. I love it, Dad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Super Have I dreamt this? Super Van 2. Super Van film. It sounds like something from the imaginations of a child, doesn't it? No, Super Van's a real thing. Oh, God. Sup- right. Super Van is a 1977 American vansploitation film. <laughs> and it's even in blue, which means a that's word? a known genre. And if I click on it, it'll take us to a bunch of vansploitation movies. Vansploitation is a term used for a genre of American independent films from the 1970s in which vans are a key element of the plot. This is... A- all new what to me. What is it's happening? A thing. There's important examples. Six films as Jesus. Somebody's written a book about van exploitation, uh, and the six essential texts for the van exploitation genre are. I mean, there's probably only six, isn't it? So there's 1973 Blue Summer, aka the Love Truck. <laughs> 1976 CB Hustlers. 1977. The van. What about the eighteen? Does that count? Nah, it's later. That is uh, that was right in the hotel. It's just a mode of transportation rather than a key element but of the But it was cool. Everyone had a van. There's I... other so mm. we've all learned something there. Yeah. Van exploitation. <laughs> Hashtag So I guess there wasn't van exploitation two. Uh, there wasn't Super Van Two, it must have been just Super Van One. Super Van One. You've just, like, imagined I do, I'm just imagined Super Van. Just the crazy van. imagination of a child. <laughs> just crazy. Oh, there's probably a whole series of them. Maybe we should Mom, buy me a Betamax revival now. Yeah, should we make? Should we do a sketch on a later episode? Super Van. Super Van. Jesus yeah. Christ! Super Van features a cameo by the novelist Charles Bukowski. What's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> Charles Bukowski even says it. Charles Bukowski plays wet t-shirt contest. Oh. <laughs> wet t-shirt contest water boy. Charles Bukowski, <laughs> beloved novelist. Charles Bukowski. 
He ah. might be in a bagel advert soon. Oh, well, he's you dead. Robert never De know. Well, um, this might inspire it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, the only film I've seen that's anything remotely close to that would be Duel. Do you remember that film? Yeah, but that's, but that's about a lorry, that's Laurie, isn't Laurie's it? That's Laurie's Laurie exploitation. Yeah. Have you ever seen Duel? Mm-mm, so the problem is, it's, it's basically just a guy in a car and there's a lorry trying to run him off the road. It's that, really that it's Spielberg's first movie. Like most car chases. No, no, it's it's Jaws with a truck instead of a fish. It's oh, brilliant. It's really brilliant. Okay. It's Spielberg's first movie. It's like it's an hour and a half, and it is it is it's intense. It's really intense. It's on wow. you the entire time. Oh, should I give away the ending? It's got a good ending. Don't is give it, away the ending. Does it stop for fuel? <laughs> uh, that's a better no. ending. No. Was there ever a sequel to Duel? Yeah. What is that? Duel Two. It was, uh, Duel of the Nile. It's only available no. on Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> there was that rubber film as well. well that was weird. I didn't like I've, that. I've was an art film. Never seen, I've only ever seen it's the trailer. It's not the movie you think it's going to be. But isn't it like... Um, the one with the killer tire? Yeah, yeah but, but it's not that. It's, it's an art over. movie. It, the movie makes it seem like a totally different movie than it actually is. It's very pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. How do we get into this? My fault. Betamax. Yeah. Oh, you said Betamax and you took us down this dark path. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Okay. Anyway, the answer is uh, I uh, I asked somebody if I could do stand up, and they said yes. And now I'm in. <laughs> you do it. I'm in this living room looking up seventies van movies. <laughs> nice. that's, that's the that's the through line to today. <laughs> do you have like a comedy hero or someone who inspired you? Well, I get yeah. So it would have been Hancock, Tony Hancock. I assume you're familiar with Tony Hancock. Yeah, I think there's one where he's um, having his uh, donating the, blood. Doesn't the blood, it? The, the blood the donors is most famous one. Yeah. But I, I was a huge fan of his when I was growing up, and he's just this grumpy misery guest. Let's face it, I've not copied it, but I'm. <laughs> he spoke to me, <laughs> and, uh, so I yeah, so I've gone for that grumpy thing. So he's a hero. I like. I was a big fan of John Cleese specifically. And I'm not, I, I quite like Monty Python, but, I'm, mm. but nothing, Faulty Towers was a thing for me. That yeah. Really got me into it. I love the fact with Faulty Towers that they only made those 12 episodes yeah. and then just like left it. It's, it was just perfect, well, he, yeah, wasn't it? Because it was, he had 12, if, there was things that bothered him about the hotel industry. <laughs> and those were the, tw- and those were the 12 episodes with him getting that stuff out. <laughs> and after that, he goes, I, I think I've purged myself. So yeah. he had nothing else to say Today about that. Today he'd be on Twitter, wouldn't he? Just all his well, he is on Twitter. Yeah, he says some quite horrendous things on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it's a shame that. Yeah. yeah, he's offended quite a few people, hasn't he? He's like, he's had a, a rant about the Netflix specials. Netflix yeah. specials. He's ranting he had a about specifically at Nicole Byer. He didn't mention it by name, but I really like Nicole Byer. She's uh, yeah, she. Oh, that's a shame. She's great. And he had said, I was watching someone on Netflix. Uh, and she just had a bit about how she couldn't see a pussy anymore, and, and that's, that's, that's her bit. And um, just like, like you were slapping your friend with a fish in the face. Yeah, you know, so, it's yeah. like you know come things on. move on. Yeah, um, people thought you were weird back then. So yeah, give these I movies a I'd chance. I hope I never become that guy. Yeah, this is what comedy is because I've already seen it move on just since I've been doing it. And it's like, and I'm not like well, this isn't comedy. I'm like I don't know what the fuck comedy is anyway. So just whatever <laughs> is happening and people seem to like. I guess that's comedy. Mm. It's all panel shows at the moment, isn't it? And Netflix specials. That's which is great. I, lo- I love the fact that stand up's getting. Is so mainstream now because and it's because because of Netflix and stuff like that. There's a place to put it. It's relatively inexpensive. It's a huge hit for them, but it's an avenue for stand up that you can't really get on mainstream. Like BBC Wales is never going to put on at eight o'clock somebody's stand up special. It's mm. just not the way their schedule works. Um, so as we move to this more stratified broadcasting world, it's lovely that stand up is is really important to that. 
Yeah, it's good. It's making a lot more people think, oh, I could have a go at that as well, I think, isn't it? Which is, which is a downside, because yeah. a lot of people can't do it. They're fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, but Present company excluded. Present uh, company excluded, but there's some, it's maybe. like anything. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure I approve of anything where people go, oh, I could have a go at that. And it's like sometimes barriers to entry are a good thing because if you really mm. want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you know, complain about But you see a lot of people go on stage and they go, I'm funny in the pub. I bet I can be funny with a mic in my hand. You know? I heard this joke the other day. Listen oh, to this. God. Yeah. So much. It's like, it's not, because to me, stand-up is about performing and writing, right? And it's... And so many people just go, oh, I just go on stage and tell some old jokes. Like, we, no, there's we were somewhere, so much more to it than that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, like somebody hopped on stage at an open mic the other day and it's just like, he goes, oh, here's some stuff I've been thinking about. It's like, no, you don't mean think. Mm. It's got to be some more Googling. Yeah. These are jokes, these are all street jokes. Yeah, you've got to structure your set and write but it yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the important thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, there's a this sheer joy of writing material and and thinking. Well, that's oh, what makes wow. it personal to you as well, and that's what makes it funny and easier to remember. I think as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I I love street jokes, and I probably I don't think I've ever told any on stage. Or maybe one time I was. I had a, years ago. I had a really rough gig, and uh, when I this was a long time ago before I was doing it anything resembling professionally, and there was just shit crowd. Or I was shit actually. And I didn't have a good gig. And I decided out of meanness to do the worst possible, meanest, grossest version of Aristocat, uh, the, uh, the aristocrat's joke I could think of. And I just did this horrible, visceral mess of a thing. <laughs> and nobody knew what the aristocrat's joke was. Do you know what it is, right? Uh, can you enlighten, enlighten us? us? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll tell you the shortest version I ever heard. <laughs> so usually this joke goes on. The, the point of this joke is that it goes on for an hour and a half. Right? Wow, okay. <laughs> Which you don't have time for, but the, the okay. <laughs> so a guy walks into an agent's office and he goes, I got a great act. Uh, okay, okay, wh- what do you do? Okay, well, we're a family act. We're adorable. You're going to love this. Um, I come out on stage. Uh, then my I introduce my wife on stage. And then we bring out our paddling pool and we shit in it. Uh, we shit in it. We piss in it. Uh, my wife, on a good night, she'll vomit into it. Maybe if we're lucky, some diarrhea. We fill it up. Uh, and then we bring our kids on. They're twins. They're beautiful. Five, five, both of them five. And uh, they'll come on and they get in the paddling pool and they wallow in it. And the agent's like, uh, okay. What do you call an act like that? We're the aristocrats, right? And that's the whole joke, right? The punchline is that they have this little, and the, the, the point of the joke is not the joke. The point is to be as disgusting as you possibly can. <laughs> Right, okay. and at the end, the punchline is nothing. It's just that we've got the aristocrats. Like that's just a silly name for a gross family act. So I went on, and I just did a ten, twelve minute version that was way worse than that. <laughs> oh, it was God. that's just that's imagine. just a short version. Right? You can because you can literally go on for an hour and a half. Like I heard one version of it that went on for an hour and a half, and it went, like a, at one point there was a Zeppelin race, white slavery. There was everything. <laughs> Was in it, and so I did it, and that was the only time I've ever told someone else's joke, was, and nobody knows whose joke it is. How did, did it land? Yeah, I don't care. I, I think I just walked <laughs> off stage, and I remember I, I walked out of the back of the room, and the MC said, "Well, and on that note, <laughs> uh, we're gonna all have a breakdown." Um, so yeah, not well. But I don't understand people who go on and just do gross jokes. Mm. Would you say that's one of your worst gigs? Oh God, Christ, no, no. Um, <laughs> Well, the worst gig I think I ever had, 
<laughs> it was a it was a benefit gig for cancer, uh, and it I was on after um, it was specifically cancer in the Indian community. Okay, I'm not for benefit of your listeners. I'm not Indian. I don't know why I was booked. Right, so I'm on after. Uh, a woman who was an actress and a singer who was also, who was just one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Right? Then second most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, uh, it was a belly dancer. Everyone's having a lovely time. And then somebody brought a white tea beer. <laughs> uh, and it, was, it wasn't the vibe of the night to have a stand-up. Right? Everyone was having a really nice time before I came and just did the worst stand Yeah, this was stuff I'd done. This would have been the first year of me doing stand-up. And... Uh, it was a bad booking and I couldn't drive at the time so I had to walk across Cardiff I didn't I literally <laughs> didn't stop walking from leaving the mic I didn't say goodbye to anyone I walked from the microphone to my house <laughs> across wow. Cardiff without skipping a beat oh man yeah okay. what, what about your best <laughs> okay. um, all the rest have been brilliant yeah <laughs> yeah it's just that one no just that one yeah. yeah just a miscalculated local uh, one as well I'm trying to think my, my favourite gigs of the minute uh, well, my well, uh, like Welsh language ones. Like I never get a rush anymore off of just doing English language gigs. Hmm. I get pissed off, and I go, "Yeah, it was fine, it was good." But like, I literally at Machfest the other week, we did a Welsh one, and I only did well. It was booked for five. I did seven because I'm a diva, <laughs> and um, but it was so much fun that I literally was coming off, and I was shaking just after a little seven minute set of just like how yeah. much I enjoyed. Nice to get that buzz again, then. Yeah, yeah, but I never get it in English. I only get yeah. it in Welsh, and I had oh, it yeah. a few months ago when we were filming something for S4C in Dolgecha. You know, it's wine. It's a wine bar. Just forty people, and I just had the best time there. Was that the really pretty one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked lovely. Yeah, it was lush. So at the minute, my favorite gigs are the Welsh. The Welsh ones. language. Yeah. Are you, your first language Welsh, or yeah, but I left. I lost it, so I didn't really speak Welsh. You know, every day since I was sixteen until until I realised there was a bit of money in it. Huh. I need to fast track my learning so I can understand <laughs> your set. Because it's more the thing about Wales is it's it's different. It's not just learning the language. You've got to learn the local idioms and the dialects and things like that and the references. Mm-hmm. Like I'm much better at Welsh cultural references now that I didn't have any idea about until recently that's cool wow. yeah yeah any particular location in wales that do i've had a particularly good gig at? i i love north wales actually north wales? i re, i i know it's pretty general yeah. but the the crowds are way more supportive Dol- dol gecko is one of my favorite gigs and we want to go back to place and something well. else there it's, nice it's a visit. lovely place yeah i got family there as well oh. but also they were just a really i'll tell you, the gig was was great because there was like I went to the chip shop around the corner before the show started and I and I somehow mentioned this and they said yeah what no what's, what's wrong with the chip shop English and I, and they they kicked up and then we were all like the, the basically the running joke of the night was that we were after the show we were gonna have a lovely show we were gonna have all the acts on we were gonna have a bit of a laugh and then after that we were gonna go trash the chip shop right and it was like by the end I realised this is how good the crowd were and I mean this very positively I think they would have done it that's <laughs> no. how into the game they voice, were come on. You're, you said it we're doing it come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just that community spirit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was. It really yeah. was. You know, when you get that sense that the audience is really is one. It's, and it's but not yeah. one and you. You are part of the you crowd. I was MC in it, and you feel like, oh my god, That's I feel so like I've cool. lived here forever. This, it's funny. Um, so we had Stefan Arlene on the sh- on the show a couple of months ago, and he said a very similar thing. He said it was just like a an instant rapport almost that you sometimes have to work a lot harder for with an English speaking audience. With the Welsh one, it's a lot more instant. Yeah, and yeah. yes, that's true. Um, and I have, I thought I'd had it with English crowds, and I, t- I was wrong. <laughs> I, I, there's a depth to it in Welsh that is 
uh, just incomparable. It's like, oh, he's one of us. This is going to be great. Yeah, and the trouble is, also sometimes you'll get, uh, oh, he's South Wilian. Ah. Fuck him. <laughs> he's come all the way up here. Yeah. Does but it- although generally North Wales is, is way better. Yeah. South Wales is tricky to get an audience. I don't know why there's a certain apathy. Mm. Um, More Welsh speakers, maybe? Um, no, I mean, there's more Welsh speakers up there, but even when you go to Welsh-speaking communities in South Wales, is mm. you know, West Wales is very Welsh, and yeah. we sometimes struggle to get a crowd. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Tell us something about yourself that we might find surprising. I don't... I've never been a drugs person. Is that surprising? Drugs? Yeah. I've never yeah, you look like a smackhead. It's really no, weird. I think people assume that I've done drugs. Yeah. And I'm tattooed to fuck, but I'm not. That's strange. I, I don't, I've never done drugs or I don't drink. I just dance like that sober. I see, oh, well, maybe try something. Yeah. Um, like, because I'm a musician, I often, and I used to have long hair as well, so I used to have people coming up to me asking if they could buy drugs. And I, no, I've never been, never been into it. I am very into musicals. Okay. Yeah, that that's that surprising. Like? That's more surprising than the other fact, I think. Okay, well, we'll you just use like that then. You, what you kind don't of look like you'd <laughs> You don't I, look like you'd be into musicals. What well, musicals have you seen? All of them. The surprising thing is when I go, the ones I fucking hate, Phantom of the Opera can fuck off. Le Miz can fuck off and I'm sick of everyone trying to get me into it. Okay. Every time Le Miz, they go, oh, it's just because you've only seen the touring show. I've seen the big show now. Oh, shit as well. And I don't know what yeah. people like about Le Miz. It's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> I saw Samantha Womack in Legally Blonde. I quite like Legally Blonde. She was fantastic because I thought, oh, it's just a soap star. I, I don't watch soap, so I didn't know who she was, but she she blew me away. Mm. It's crazy. Uh, that's a good show. I, I didn't mind that show. I, I, didn't remember, I didn't remember it that well, but I, I remember not hating it. Mm-hmm. Book and Bowman, I've seen, I love that. Hamilton, seen that. Loads of them. Wicked. That's dated quite, it's, I saw it, I've seen it like five times now. Yeah. But it's dated it. quite badly now. It feels a like a lot old musical now. Right. Yeah. Did you um, used to do any like Amdram or no. theatre stuff when you were younger? No, nothing? nothing really. No. Are you a musician? No. 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 I seem like a musician, don't I? Mm. Yeah, no. you look like a musician. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't Torn it? You look like a, a, like a non-music loving, <laughs> druggy musician. It's really, <laughs> really weird. Really surprising. What special skills are you particularly good at or particularly bad at? I got nothing. I'm not good. At, I, I only learned to cycle three months ago. Oh. Right? So I've, I've just learned to do that. Oh, it's easy. Once you've learned it, it's like riding a bike. It's it, in many ways, it's... cycling is like riding a bike. Yeah. I've noticed that. I, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I couldn't ride a bike till three months ago. And that's it. That feels like the last thing now. So, yeah. Did you have stabilizers or? Yeah. Just... I, as a kid, I had stabilizers when I was five. I fell Arm off. Bands, and I was like, this. Everything. So, uh, I, well, for whatever reason, after every, I would say five years, somebody new goes, just, I, I'll be the one to teach you to ride a bike. All right, Cheech, let's give it a go. And every time I'm like, nope. And this time I just got on uh, a friend's bike and I, I just went, I wonder if this will work. Yeah. And I just did it properly. Or without help, really. I just brilliant. Did, Your I, parents were there clapping. They got they taped it on a little super eight. <laughs> onto, onto a They're only showing it to the neighbours. Um, so I only learned to ride a bike. That's 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 a thing. Okay. And, uh, just for our listeners, how old are you now, Dan? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Wow, cool. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Special skill. <laughs> Is that a special skill? Not, for me, it's a special skill. I'm still very excited by it. Certainly very special. Yeah. I got. Let me see. What else can I do? Uh, can you cook? 
I'm a, yeah, I can cook. Okay. Well, I'm a good cook. You've got a, a pretty good book collection. And, yeah. Um, I can read. That's the other thing. Yeah. That surprises well people. So that was like four years ago. That's and four years since... ago. I'm just, I can't do all the big words. But... So what, what are you reading at the moment? Uh, I'm reading, what am I reading at the moment? I'm reading uh, the memoirs of Erwin uh, Winkler, who's a producer, who is a producer, produced Rocky, it's, it's 50 years of his fucking brilliant stories. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, one of my favourite showbiz stories I just heard was, in the late 60s, he's making a movie with Elvis, and at the end of the filming every day, Elvis's like two mates, his handlers, would put a blanket over him and make him lie down on the, uh, what he, uh, on the limo as he was leaving to go back to the hotel. And to, so that the fans outside didn't bother him and get photographs of him. But the real reason they were doing it was because there were no fans anymore and they didn't want oh. Elvis to know. Oh, no. So they go, hey, cover up, King. Yeah, oh, there's a big crowd today. Oh, oh. whoa, good yeah. thing we did. Yeah. That's kind of sweet, but that that's is sweet. kind of awful. Isn't that sad? That's tragic. But, but yeah. this is, it's a really good gossipy book for that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I'm reading that. I'm reading a Western from 1932, called, which is Rifled Gold, which I picked up in a coffee shop for 50p. Wow. I looked up on eBay. It's like 30 quid. Those cheap as you can find it. Those are the best books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee table books. I'm reading... God, I read about five books at a time. So some of it's for research, some of it's just for fun. I'm reading a book over there that's about the um, the spies in um, Asia during the uh, push, the imperial push for Afghanistan in the uh, 19th century. Is that that oh, blue yes. book there? Is it that, Hong Kong, yeah. 1981? Yeah, that one. It's a very specific yeah. time and place, isn't it? Oh, this one. Oh, no, that's something else. That's, that's sad. And then there's, yeah, this, I've got, right, every year Hong Kong used to bring out an annual of themselves, all right. Of just so this is the 1981 one. Of just, it's just lovely pictures. Yeah, and and like. Is there a synopsis? So the synopsis is uh, there isn't actually. It's just it's just what you would buy every year. This is, I don't know why I picked this up. I just, it just looks like a really cool book. Ah. So this is just. It's one of those books that you just know someone coming round to your house is going to ask like, you about. <laughs> you know, every do you ever have a family member who uh, at Christmas sends you a card with everything the family have been doing that week, <laughs> that year? Which yeah. is, and Thelia has learned to horse ride. Dan, Dan learned to cycle. It's like Hong Kong's Christmas card is this, right? Aww. Everything they want. <laughs> That's brilliant. You should, yeah. Yeah, keep that. I know I've got them all. for research for an idea for a thing I'm writing, but... Collect them all. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like... Go on eBay, get them all. So that's 1981. That's, that's two nice. years before I was born. Oh, kiddo. Mad. Yeah, 36. We did the maths. We know. Okay, so if you were a superhero... Yeah. Who would you be? You can either pick a current one or make up your own. Well, I've got a very good imagination for superhero stuff. I'm not really a comic book fan. I'll watch these films. I would pro- I mean, I was always a Batman guy when I was little. Because he's got... The thing is, if you're Batman... You've got the money. You can just go. Yeah. Just I'm not going to do it. Just a rich dude in a suit, yeah. just like I'm Iron just, Man, being grumpy. I'm, yeah, I'd probably mm. just use my money to just sort of build up some sort of foundation. Maybe sort of donate to the right causes, rather than the slightly more expensive yet less effective way of driving around punching people in the neck. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe start a charity. <laughs> yeah, the giver. Yeah, well. No, that, no, no. <laughs> rather than the taker which is a <laughs> different thing the giver yeah that's the new DC film Batman versus the giver okay <laughs> <laughs> tell us something you once quit and why karate because I got punched in the face nice karate what belt did you get to uh, yellow belt the second one. Oh, it's further than oh. I got in. yeah I got I mean yeah 
I had a white belt that became red because I kept getting punched in the face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I, it wasn't for me. Oh, mine was brown. Ooh, I'll tell you about that. Oh, for, what's brown? Is that, oh, that's later on, isn't it? Uh, just no. That's a, that's a, just a gross color. job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got kicked up the arse. I did. Um, yeah. No, I used to do judo, but I was I was not very good at it either. Jiu-jitsu, I did. My dad's a black belt in judo. Really? Yeah. Kick your ass. Kick your ass. <laughs> judo chop. Yeah. No, you don't chop in judo. Judo's all throws and using people's weight Jiu-jitsu against them. Jiu-jitsu is like that momentum. Judo is like when some, you know, big lager out comes at you, oh, I'm going to fucking deck you. It's just the ability to look, look as if you're not actually moving and just kind of move them the other way. Yeah. Well, kicking I, ass. I wasn't because I was shit. Yeah, you got your yellow belt though, so you must have kicked someone's ass. No, you didn't have to do that. You just have to memorize the little dance moves, essentially the the, the katas or whatever Kata, they're called. Yeah, Aww. yeah, it was, like it was a, rubbish. I mean, well, when I was in a proper fight, I kept getting punched in the face. I was like, I'll leave this in. Mm. And I'm not. I, I wasn't one of those kids who were like, if he, if I, if I get knocked down, I get back up again. I was like, no, this is, I'm fine. Yeah, quite happy. This is absolutely nobody's punching me in the face right now. I will stay down. What is something you wish you never knew? Wish I never knew? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's got to be that Robert De Niro advert for Warburton, surely. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, that I could have done without seeing. Um, the dough is rolling out. All right. Okay, I'll tell you this. This is the one that's going to ruin everyone's day. <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, someone told me... All right, this is gross. <laughs> Because now you've asked the question, I feel sick from what it has made me remember. <laughs> I've just made Dan feel sick. Years ago, a friend of mine who uh, I used to work with a lot, uh, he, and I'll, I'll protect his name for the purpose of this, was he had... Oh. There's a bit of vomit coming up in your mouth. <laughs> He'd been having sex for a couple of days right, with this woman. In Dan you, is squirming in, in his you, seat right is, now. This is, I, somebody tech, I, I told somebody this story a while back, and then somebody who they had told texted me to say, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> out of context, like, what are that about? You could have kept that story to yourself. Like, so this is, I don't know if I should tell this. No one's ever going to listen to this show again if I tell this story. But I'll, you can figure out. You'd be surprised. Some of our listeners are, are really weird. All right, so was, he was out, he'd been having sex for a couple of days, and it'd be just a rough sex for a couple of days right and then on the third day he's like i've really got to work on my dissertation right he's working a dissertation and he turns back and she's mm. the lady is cleaning herself mm-hmm. okay scooping <laughs> yeah and she has amassed a small ball of grayish matter from her region and she looked at it and then she put it in her mouth <laughs> ah. <laughs> and that is a story <laughs> this is like the this... ring I'm hoping that now I've put it in a podcast I will be free <laughs> you've got it off your chest uh, have I gone pale? I feel like I've gone pale <laughs> you've gone pale Amy you've, you don't, you've got a different uh... colour <laughs> what's the title of that story? What is there? Is it, what's the title? It's a thing that happened. It's Stephen King's The Grey Mass <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> <laughs> Which is one horrible shade. Supervan 3. Oh. The Grey Mass. Oh, I'll tell you what, that just in case s- you want to go with a different one for the edit, I'm going to say, I wish I could watch Die Hard for the first time again. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that's the story to end all stories. Oh, I, I don't think yeah. anyone's ever going to top that. Do you know, I wish I didn't know that story. Yeah, now. that's yeah. the thing. That's not everyone's answer. That's like the- <laughs> anyone who's listening, that will become the story that you now wish that you didn't know. So and if she- anyone ever asks you that question, you can say, oh, I, I heard this podcast once. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued to know what it was. It was everything. It was her what fluids, it was. his fluids, oh. probably some sort of fluff from the bed. It was a mass of things. No. You know, no. like when you have a bunch of Play-Doh and it all mixes together and becomes <laughs> kind of Carpet a uniform colour. That had been happening with spunk and vag juice. Oh. And I'm, right? Anyway. Yeah. Mm. I have so many questions. Do, but, but And it's for a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in for our bonus, bonus episode. <laughs> when we speak to a psychiatrist... <laughs> Who is now on retainer? <laughs> we get the help we really need. <laughs> if you weren't doing comedy, what would you be doing? Oh, um, I think right. Well, I've always found until it closed, I really fantasised about being a toll booth operator on the Seven Bridge because oh. like, I used to because gigging. Yeah, come on. Sometimes that's the only person I've talked to in eight hours. Yeah. Maybe I'm like, I think, look at them. It's they're nice in there. They've got a heater. Somebody. They got a TV. Yeah. They're reading the book because I'll talk to them. I was a regular, so they'd be. Oh, I'm working on my dissertation. It's like that seems a really nice way to spend ten hours. The overnight, specifically the overnight shift, yeah. like ten, like yeah. eight till eight. I would want to do that. So that was my dream job. And then they closed the so bridge. So I'll never do that. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. They've renamed... Yeah, they closed the toll booth, but they've renamed it now as well, haven't they? Prince Charles. Prince Charles yeah, Bridge, yeah. is it? Or Prince of Wales Wouldn't Bridge. Wouldn't have worked there. Wouldn't have worked there anyway. Mm. Um, and then, but... And probably, I part of me, every day regrets I didn't stay in uni and just become a, an academic. What, just, what were you doing in university? Uh, American studies. American studies. What do you do with American studies? Yeah. What do you do with it? You end up becoming a stand-up. There's nothing <laughs> else going on. Uh, but it, it was a really fun course to do. It's history and, and politics and literature and film studies. It's all that stuff. So it was really fun to do. And it's, it's, there's a value to it. I mean, you know, people take the piss, yeah. me, for example. But it, but it, there is a value to it. And it's interesting. Humanities course. It's kind of an overview. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would have stayed on and I would have ended up probably doing literature or something like that and just becoming an expert in like mid 20th century American literature, like a doctor of, and I'd be very happy. When you were little, what did you want to do? Uh, stuntman. Really? Stuntman. I looked into what you have to do for that and it was, oh, it's really comprehensive. You have to be expert level at a ridiculous number of things. Yeah. Yeah, so driving. I think it's two lots of martial arts or something. Martial arts. Uh, I mean, there's certain things. things. You can be a stunt driver and that's, you're yeah. obviously not doing the falls and stuff like that. But yeah. I I, yeah. I didn't know which bit I wanted to do. And then I realised, I'm pretty bad at gym. I'm not sure <laughs> this is going to be the thing for me. And then I wanted to be a special effects person. Okay. And then I was like, oh, but I didn't know what I meant by that. Because like, obviously that's explosions or it's makeup or whatever it is. And I wasn't, and in fact, you know what? I think that's what put me off because my mother said, you have to be good at chemistry. Because I, I guess you do if you're doing explosives. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I'm not good at chemistry. And if I thought, oh, maybe I could do the, the uh, like, uh, cosmetic effect stuff. That, because I was all right at painting and stuff in school. So maybe I could have done that. But then my mother told me you have to be good at chemistry. So I just sucked the, hell, the whole thing off. And... Oh. What about driving? Are you a good driver? I am a good, I actually am a good driver. But not when I was at nine. No. Oh, no, you know what? Come to think of it. On the, on the, like, the, uh, what do you call them? The, the, what do you call them in the fair? Those dodgems. The dodgems, yeah. yeah. I was actually pretty good at the dodgems. Yeah. Shit, I should have been a stunt driver. You should have been, well, if, if they're casting for Supervan 3, <laughs> that'd you'd be, be awesome. You're like probably top of the list. I'm, I'm stand up, I am a pretty good driver. And people are like, because I drive so much. If I'm in a car with somebody, they're like, you, you feel like a 
person who drives a lot, like a flat palm turning the wheel, reversing <laughs> leather gloves. Le- I know leather gloves. <laughs> I kind of want driving gloves. I tell you what, I've just bought it. It hasn't arrived yet because it's. I've got. It's my car, but we decided right. It's just. I'm just using that car, so it's my car now. So I can decorate my car how I like. So I've yeah. got one of those little hula girls from oh, like truck drivers. Yeah. Yeah. That's going there. Yeah, next thing is a neon sign it. behind you. Neon sign like behind me. Yeah. I want dice in the thing. Yeah. Flux capacitor. Yeah, and a DVD player on the dash that you mm-hmm. can watch while you're driving. That that's, seems safe. That's the, yeah, that's what I seem to see on the road a lot. Okay. Um. And a lot of can- empty cans along the front. <laughs> a yeah, bed yeah. in the on back. The floor, yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> you ever seen a movie? Oh, I can't. It's a, the, uh, what's it called? Lonely Heart, Wild Heart, something like that. Jeff Bridges is this country western singer, and the first time he pulls, the first scene is him pulling up toward like the next gig in a bowling alley, and he just takes out like a four liter plastic bottle that's full of piss. And I'm like, I'm like oh, that's a good idea, mind. <laughs> I, why don't I do that? When you've got that gig in Scotland coming yeah, up, and you think, oh, I don't stop. After North Yorkshire, like, I can't bother to pull over. Yeah, just an old Fanta bottle. Yeah, no, I need more than that. <laughs> I need more than that. <laughs> oh dear me what one thing do you eat incorrectly what one thing do i eat incorrectly i know i eat sushi incorrectly okay. yeah you warm it up in the microwave do you? <laughs> <laughs> and then stick uh, it up it's still alive and i just put it in with, with chips i um <laughs> You're there was a girl that got attacked by um what? Oh, Sushi. a fish that was trying to she was trying How to How fresh was it? Wow. It was alive. The fucking good fresh. Yeah, there's sushi and then there's just swimming in the ocean, isn't there? <laughs> it was an octopus. You googling it? Yeah. She got attacked by her lunch. Octopus attacks woman trying to eat it. <laughs> I'd hardly call that being attacked, though. It's... Yeah, I think the octopus is the one going, listen, I'm not in That's the wrong the octopus trying screaming. to eat the octopus. So, so the she's octopus... trying to eat a live so, so octopus. So the headline is octopus defends itself from, from being attacker. eaten. Well, yeah, if anything, I'm on the octopus's side. Yeah. Yeah. She's calm at first. Look at how strong the suction is. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Name of my porn tip. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not porn. Finally, she pulls the octopus off her face. Oh, it's left a cut. Oh, it's bleeding. Oh, did I? Oh, her poor wow. little face. Yeah, so, um, so you're, you're eating sushi incorrectly. What do Sorry, you do? Yeah. I dip the rice into the soy sauce, and you're not supposed to. You just put the fish in the soy sauce, and you put it back in the rice. Oh. You, you, apparently the West I'm people waste too much soy sauce on, on I, I don't stuff. like fish. You don't like fish? No, I can't eat fish. I'm Jesus allergic. Jesus Christ. Are you allergic well, or do you just not like it? Intolerance. Yeah, that's different, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, hang on, let's just go through that step by step. So, you, so, so you've got a bowl the... of rice with a piece of fish on it. Can yeah. you use chopsticks? Yeah, I can use chopsticks, okay. like a fucking angel. Okay. Um, that's one of your special skills. You didn't say you had not an opportunity just, to say that. Just I feel angel. that if you can't use chopsticks, an effing angel, you're the, the moron. Okay. I, um, you, so you can't use chopsticks. I can. Oh, there we are. But yeah. you just don't. I love them. I use them. Oh, good. All right. Mm, like a mama. Oh yeah. Okay. I guess there's, there's non. Other restaurants are available. So you, what you're meant to do is take the fish, dunk it in the soy, dunk that back in the rice, 
Can't no, don't double. get in the rice, but yeah, you so you, put it back in a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not supposed to. So the rice not is not to, supposed to go into no. the soy sauce. No. Like, can you pour the sauce over the rice? No. You shouldn't because no. in the West we use too much. Just soy don't sauce do it. Stuff. Just don't do, just it. don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Oh, you can do what you want. Guys. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 so you have. So just to clarify, you have been doing it that way. Yeah. Incorrectly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like okay. it. I like soy sauce. Yeah. Okay. What's so what? I like soy sauce. Good police. Yeah. Like yeah. What are you going to do about it? Listener, what are you going to do about it? You're going to come around here and say, don't do that? You can if you want. You can't do anything. You, you don't even know Dad where he lives. Company. What about you, Dan? What do I eat incorrectly? Mm. Well, I tell you what I eat correctly is a banana because the long bit is the handle. If you watch a monkey eating a banana, they peel the other end and they mm. hold the long end. Okay. That's how a monkey does it. It's just at some point humans have decided they're going to pull the long end because it's just, you know, Wait, what looks are you easier. How, there's not a long end to a banana. It's all one length. Yeah, but you know, you've got like the big long stalk. Oh, the stalk. Okay. Yeah. So a monkey and me would use that as a handle. <laughs> yeah. But most people like pull the long end, don't they? The stalk end. But then you're left with that horrible little back bit at the end. You heard it here first. You meant to eat it the other way. You meant to hold the long bit and... <laughs> Do you, to, do you want me to demonstrate? This is a very educational podcast. This podcast is niche today. as fuck, this is. This is mint. <laughs> this is people listen to this. When did you last sing to yourself? Oh, this morning before you arrived. Oh, what were you singing? Shallow from uh, A Star Is Born. <gasps> I've also started... I've started... Um, I, I've only just watched Parks and Recreation for the first time, so I'm I watching that, Parks right? Parks and Recreation. And, and you know who's a good band? Mouse rat. Yes. Right. I've got a mouse He's rat got a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's got to be done. Right, um, oh, this is the other thing that's important to me, is that if, if you wear a pop culture t-shirt, it has to be relatively obscure. Like, you can't wear a thing that says Indiana Jones on it. You've got to have something. <laughs> or you can't have like, a Parks and Rec t-shirt. But if you've got something from in that world, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I bought a, I've got a Larche Airlines t-shirt. Which is a fairly obscure reference, but it's the airline owned by the guy who tries to kill Indiana Jones at the start Uh, of uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah, I I agree. I I love... uh, And somebody off the back of me owning that bought me a t-shirt that just has a picture of Indiana Jones on it. (laughs) I go, oh, you like that? He goes, no, because, no, I'm not going to wear that. You're not getting it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm never going to wear that. I was in B&Q the other day, and there's a guy in front of me in the queue, and I really wanted to tap him on the back and say... Friggin' love your T-shirt. It basically just had uh, the Cantina band from Tatooine yeah. in Star Wars uh, World Tour, and it had just a list of all the planets in the back. <laughs> yeah, I just had a clip of them all doing that, and I was just like, that is the best T-shirt ever. I nearly bought a Quint fishing T-shirt, which obviously uh, Robert Shaw's company from Jaws, right? I was like, that's rare. No one else have that. And I saw somebody round you no. wearing it. It's not like that's in Superdry. You have to order that online. Oh, like, I, can't, I can't, so I can't have that uh, now. You can't Do have you it now. Him? It's not obscure. No, I, I didn't do that. I just, I, just, I saluted him and said, I'm sad. Aww. Yeah. yeah, just like, hats off, you got there first. I want, I really like obscure t-shirts. Uh, yeah. Like, like, you can't just have a poster of it. It has to be like <laughs> something. Yeah, like a CD cover of an album. That yeah, like. what is that about? Yeah. Um, I nearly bought a T-shirt. I didn't buy it because I just didn't like the design of it, but it's called The Wallfacer Project. That's what it just says on that, which is a reference to a secret project within this 2,000-page Chinese science fiction novel that I read last year. It's like, if anyone gets this, I failed, right? I need this, but I just didn't like the design. Ah, It's the thought that counts. It is, yeah. I once wore a McDonald's jumper to Wimpy when I was little. <laughs> you rebel. <laughs> <Badly>. <laughs> 
you, that's so funny. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> when you're in a Sainsbury's, right, and you've got in, and you've got a loyalty card for a different supermarket in your wallet, do you hide it slightly so they don't see it? Because <laughs> it feels like to... it's only a loyalty card if you're only going yeah. there. And if you've got an ass to carry a bag. And you... Well, before the bag charge, I used to feel really bad about reusing bags from other stores there. Yeah. I, but now I don't care. Oh, I, I, yeah. um, I was in Greg's the other day and I took my Costa coffee cup in thinking I could use that there and they refused to give me a coffee How in rude. it. I was like, I don't want the discount. I just want my coffee in that cup. And they went, no, oh it's God. just a um, conflict of interest. <laughs> conflict of interest? What, am I going to go around telling everyone, showing them my Costa coffee cup, shoving it in their face and going, I got this from Greg's. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's insane. I'm, I'm just going to pay them for the, for the overpriced coffee. <laughs> Oh, dear me. Given the choice of anyone in the world... Yeah? Whom would you want as a dinner guest? <sighs> Dead or alive? I like your use of the word whom there. Hmm. Well uh, uh, oh, fuck it. Probably. Apart from me and Dan. I yeah. would have... Obviously. You can come. Um <laughs> Obviously, I would. Ha- it's going to be someone old Hollywood. I think that's where I really mm. love that stuff. It'll, or, or just, um, you can bring a few. You can bring like bring a few. Yeah, right. yeah. bring like three or four. As many as you want. So, all right, yeah. I'd probably I'd have Johnny Carson. Yeah, I'd have. I don't know how well known he is in this country, but I'd have Johnny Carson. Uh, I pro- stick David Letterman. Oh, you know what? I'd have David Letterman and I'd have Jay Leno and make them fight. <laughs> that's what I'd have. Yeah, knock on the door. Still- Jeremy Kyle, come in. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'll, I'll have. Oh my God. To quote the old joke, I'll have Jeremy Kyle dead. <laughs> Jerry Springer? Hi. Lovely. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Who would you have? Who would you have? Oh, do you have to, do you have to answer this? I'd anyone? like Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry? Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, I'd love, yeah, I'd love to meet Stephen Fry. Um, who would I like to have around? And Graham Norton. Mm. <laughs> We've all gone for chat show people. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, Graham Norton, why not? No, um, and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I'd love to meet Tina Fey. Yeah, I'll have Tina Fey around. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to meet Tina Fey. Um, who else? Um, let's mix it up a bit. Someone really crazy. Jim Carrey. Why not? I, oh, I, want, yeah. I want Ellen. I want Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, That's who yes, I want. Oh, yes, she's amazing. <laughs> have you seen her special on Netflix? Oh, no. my God. It's her first stand-up special in like 15 years. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know she it's was... It's brilliant. It's, it's like people are going to go, it's not. It really is. You're wrong, right? It's utterly charming. And there is, she does a thing in it. It's directed by Tig Notaro. If you need edgy comedy, right? Tig Notaro is the director of it. And she does a joke in it. It's all perfectly lovely anyway. And it's about being relatable. And obviously she's literally a half billionaire now. Okay. Um, but that's, it's great. And then, but she does a joke in it that I'm not going to spoil. That is literally a callback to her entire career up until the moment of that joke. Wow. It's so good. And also, a lot of the people in the show, uh, in the audience, are people who watch her daytime chat show and <laughs> think that she's just lovely Ellen DeGeneres. And she ta- she rips into them. Ah. She, not them directly. They're like, oh, she's not talking about us. She fucking is, mate. Yeah. Right? It's, but they just don't realize. And she, she, it's really good. It's really interesting to see someone who hasn't done stand-up in that long come back and do yeah. it. And especially who's been in a totally different world for that. Cool. Yeah. Time. yeah, let's have her over as well then. So, yeah. have so who have we got in total? This is turning... It's so a big dinner party. Ellen DeGeneres, Need Stephen a big Fry. You can cook, Dan. I'll cook. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey. Burgers. Yeah. Oh, this is shaping up to be a really nice dinner party. So yeah. the invites are just going out in the post now. What would you serve? 
All right, it's, I'll probably make a vegan. It's a, Hollywood, a lot of Hollywood people yeah. will make a vegan. I Ordering will make, or like uh, no, 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 I'll cook. I will have food. black and white sesame crispy tofu with a apple and chili marinade uh, and soy and uh, some sort of interesting looking noodles with done this seaweed. Before. I am positively salivating. Yeah, mm. I love that. And uh, that is, yeah, that's vegan then, so, but it's very yeah. tasty. Oh, I like I like quite a lot of vegan. I'm a big fan of vegan food. Mm. Um, whenever I'm in the pub, I always ask for a vegan steak to put my pint on. So. <laughs> oh, <God>. Copyright Daniel Morgan. <laughs> if you were able to live in the, to the age of ninety, no oh, God, no thank you, and retain either the mind or body of a thirty-year-old for the last sixty years of your life, what would you want? What the body or the mind? Mm-hmm. Body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind going loopy yeah. as long as I can still yeah. get around. I, f- I quite like the idea of going loopy, actually. Yeah. There's something quite quite cool, isn't there, about being like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't well, care. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, also, they say if you keep active anyway, there's less chance of you going loopy. So, yeah, if you've got a 30-year-old's body, then you can just do stuff. Yeah. yeah. Keep the eyesight. You can keep reading and doing crosswords. Yeah. 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 yeah being able to this read. isn't the funny answer, but this is the practical answer. Yeah. You okay. keep the body. Yeah. Okay. You can still watch all your favourite films, read all the, all the books you wanted to read. Yeah. Right. See all those people who have come round to... And we will live to 90. That's the bloody trouble. Yeah, it's going to be... We're going to live to like 110. Too many <laughs> I listened to a podcast the other day. How are we going to feed uh, 11 billion people? Because they reckon by the end of the century, there'll be that many people on Jesus. the planet. Oh. That's we'll crazy. We'll be retiring There's not enough there, food. You know, in our 90s or something. Mm. Well, no, they've already figured out the solutions for this, and I'm absolutely fine with it. It'll be insects. It'll be vegetarian food and insects. Mm. What? Eat the insects, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Good source of protein. Yeah. Mm. I'm up for that. Yeah. Live I, I ate a scorpion once. You ate a scorpion? Yeah. Was, Was it that an accident? The, or? the um, alcohol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a little bottle of something, and at the bottom is a scorpion. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was and you fine. ate it. It was did, fine. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Well, it's, it doesn't taste nice, and that's fine. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's an acquired taste. I'm sure we'll all get used to it, so... Yeah. yeah. It's either that or not eating. Yeah. So, or, or, or have a salad. I mean, those are the options. <laughs> you could die, scorpion or salad, and people are going to be like, I'd rather die yet. I do like a salad. I like a good yeah. salad. Oh, fine, die. Yeah, more scorpions <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I try to be partial salads... And the, you know my favourite salad is? The rubbish one you get in a pub meal, which is just iceberg lettuce, cucumber, tomato, some red onion, and then you just slather it in salad cream. That's the best that. one. Mm. I like a bit of balsamic vinegar. Not hard to improve Posh. on a classic. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm growing lettuce in my garden at the moment. I've just bought some seeds in a box. Ah. Yeah. Bit late to plant them now. I'll have to wait till next year to plant them now. I know. Yeah, this is why I don't garden. <laughs> <laughs> What is the best or most significant decision you've ever made? Uh, to be on this podcast. <clears throat> yeah, this, this, yeah, this. Nah! <laughs> What's the best decision I ever made? Almost significant. Almost significant. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know, because everything sort of led. I don't know. Everything sort of led you. Yeah. It's just. Um, to this moment. To this right moment. Now. The, the highlight Tell of your career. I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, uh, I've just, so I have really meandered through life. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That I've got There's nothing wrong with that. 
just by basically being affable and likable and and not being too much of not going to yeah just um yeah so no. yeah you, there's nothing fake about you you are i think so you yeah what's mm. one thing that your family always tells about you or one story your family always tells about you they don't talk about me much it's not a bad way deny your existence we're not a close family like anything it would be it would be an embarrassing thing like my sister does like to mention how many girlfriends I had when I was in my teens like every time you see him he had a different girlfriend it was like it was just like did she not see you very often that's what it was it was like well I haven't (laughs) seen you in 18 months it didn't work out We were together for 17 you months. You don't want to waste any more time. Just get on. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a lot of like, oh, I was a different girlfriend. Like, make me sound like a player. But it was like, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, that boy, oh, he hasn't got one girl from one 18-month period to the next. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a serial monogamist. <laughs> she makes it sound like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> so that, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. What do you collect in my apart from videos? I well, I don't collect. I collect books and DVDs and increasingly mm. obscure DVDs. And like up there, I've got a collection of <laughs> uh, games for a format that doesn't exist anymore. Right? I don't know if you've been wondering what that massive box is there. Has everyone? Have you ever even heard of a Philips CDI? No. As a games console from the early nineties. Oh my god! But yeah, I'll put it on in a minute if you want. Which, and that is a small collection of games for it, which is because I had one because I really wanted a games console when I was like twelve. My mother was like, "No, no, no, they they'll rot your brain." She turns out she was wrong. There is now demonstrable evidence of the uh, there is the increased uh, brain development. Yeah, we're all children. fine. <laughs> uh, so she said, "Oh, we'll get this because she had seen it in a Woolworths or something." That's all this is, and she said, "Oh, it's got educational software, so you can have one of them." So despite the fact that it was shit, everything about it was badly reviewed. It is that size. It's massive. It's the size of a yeah. Like, I video player from the 80s yeah, looks like a video player she goes we'll get this and it, it was rubbish but I have funness for it because I had one uh, so I collect oh, I, I do quite like old technology mm-hmm. so are there like games of it as well yeah, there's, as games. The there's, there's, there's some of the best games what's your favourite what's your, what's your if you had to pick one oh, game alright oh, I'll tell you Burn Cycle Burn Cycle is a cyberpunk game that I that you have to complete in two hours or your brain explodes in the game in real time it's it's I think it's a cracking game I don't know if it I played it again kids have got it easy these days it's also it's one of the first games so it's British and it's properly it's (gasps) full they made a movie no they didn't oh is it a different movie no all they've done is film it on TV they've just that's it all they've done is just record it and say it's a full movie whereas it's in fact it's just somebody playing it through on YouTube really yeah are you sure I'm 100% if they'd made a movie, I'd know about it. I know everything about this movie. I know the fact that the bloke who plays the main character is now a chiropodist in Brighton. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this game. Burn cycle. Information is currency. Data theft is a capital crime. Hey, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, it was really ahead of its time. Because it's... Is a data thief. Very accurate, isn't it? <laughs> it's all unplayable games. It's They're rubbish. That's it was made brilliant. by Philips, a, a company that was already collapsing by that point. Oh. I used to have a Nintendo, no, Nintendo, not the 64, the original. Yeah, NES. NES. Or yeah, NES. still got mine. Still got my NES. And by the way, it's not the original. I just read a book called Replay, the, the complete history of video games from the 1940s uh-huh. to present. And there were so many Nintendo consoles in the 70s that we've never heard of. Just Japanese only. Have you listened to that Business Wars as well? Yes, I have. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give them free advertising. No, yeah, Nintendo was like, um, it started, didn't it start off as like an actual physical game? 
didn't it? That's the history of the company, isn't it? Oh, Start Nintendo's a 200-year-old company. Yeah, they made centuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just moved into video games, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they were a toy company in the 60s. They hadn't quite figured out what they were, and Sega was a pinball company from the 50s. <laughs> That's mad. Tell us one thing you have habitually overspent on, oh, but do not regret. Books. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. I mean, you can, you can see, there, this is a lot of books, I think. Plus, I get a Kindle that's full of things. Yeah. I love books. I'm jealous of your book collection. I recently, because I'm like you, I, I, I love books. I probably more books than that, but I recently got rid of nearly all of them. Just, I, I, just I, I just ripped the plaster off, gave no. them to a charity, and then... Because yeah. especially having kids, I want them to have an option to like, I know that sounds cheesy, but it's like, these are portals into any yeah. time and place and fantasy world. I just want the kids to have an option. Like to go, Hong right, Kong 1981. I, I mean... Yeah, that, that's for me. That's that's Daddy's <laughs> special book. Is Hong Kong 1981? What did you read growing up? Uh, I didn't have much of a. I didn't really use kids' books. I mean, the first, even from like so 1993, probably 1992, I was reading Michael Crichton novels, so like Jurassic Park, obviously, Congo, that stuff, Congo Sphere, and stuff like that. So I never really went through that Harry. I mean, it wasn't Harry Potter then, but I never really went through that. The, mm. Like the young kids' fantasy, like yeah, Lord of the Rings I never did that. And... I, straight, I went straight into grown-up books, really. Mm. I used to love the point horror, point crime. Yeah. Did you ever come I think I must have, I don't think I read any of them, actually. I mean, I was aware of it, but I yeah. already moved on by, by the time then. that stuff was out. Tell us one thing you own and should probably throw out, but never will. Besides the Philips CDI. I think that's the one. <laughs> See, you um, looking straight towards that, then. <laughs> I, I've still got a Wii there. We've got oh, two Wiis, yeah. and I'm never going to use the Wii again. Oh, and you've got that, like, um, board. I've got the board thing yeah. for it, the balance board. And I can, I can put it in the other... I should probably, I've got two Wiis. I should probably get rid of one of the Wiis. Mm. That's what I should do. Yeah. What else? I mean, there's probably a lot of clothes. Actually, I've got rid of a bunch of clothes. So, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, it's just, at the moment, it's that <laughs> monster of a console by there but just there's always you just might want to play burn cycle one oh, more time I, I, do you know what? I want to use that when I do the video thing because I want people to go what the hell is this <laughs> yeah what is this format I, I can't wait for that episode oh gosh and where can we follow you where can we find you uh, Twitter uh, LinkedIn I suppose but I don't check then <laughs> Bebo have I still got a Bebo <laughs> I still got a MySpace I keep forgetting that I got a MySpace. Oh, yeah. Did you have a song on your MySpace profile? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. How oh, you... mine was the Rasmus um, in the shadows. What do you mean you have a song on there? Yeah. Yeah, you had the option, didn't you? Mine was actually mine was actually a musician's page, so mine's just got my own music on there. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to go on a MySpace to see what I've got there now, and I've got a, they've got a whole new terms and conditions. Right. Yeah. Let's see. It's totally if... changed, isn't it? Oh my god! I still got an account. Oh wow. So follow me on MySpace, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Look. That's my page. That's where it's at. That's where we're all hanging out. MySpace. What? On the corner of the street. Oh, they've deleted my profile picture. No! Ah. Oh. Which was... Oh, I loved that picture. It was me looking sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, they've, in fact, you know what? MySpace is gone. I mean, that's pretty much... It's not MySpace anymore yeah, at all. Yeah, it's something different now, isn't it? It's... Uh... Oh, yeah. So I don't really... It's a, I mean... It's like a construction site, doesn't it? It's kind of like you don't know what it is now. Yeah, just just don't go on there at the moment. Wait till it's finished. Just yeah, don't bother me on Facebook. It's like one of those buildings that pops up in the middle of the town centre. Someone's built it to look all nice. It's just a skeleton of the building, and then it's just been left there, nothing done with it for like a decade. That's that's what MySpace feels like now. 
Sorry, Justin. It had its time. I used to love doing the coding. Uh, when you could make the HTML. Design. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm on Instagram. Does that help anyone? Yeah. What's yeah. your do you know your Instagram handle? Nope. You on Twitter? Yeah. Dan Thomas Comedy. And then on I'm Dan apparently I'm Dan Thomas Comedy on Instagram as well. So that's nice. That's cool. easy to remember for me. Cool. Although I didn't remember. Cool. And where can uh, people check you out? What gigs have you got coming up? Oh, June the 2nd. What's that Ooh. gig on June the 2nd? Yes. Yeah. Cross Keys Cross in. Cross Keys in Dinas Powys. Be there. And then, uh, and then hopefully, uh, towards the end of the year, uh, we will be, um, well, at the end of the summer, we'll be doing a lot more Welsh language gigs. So we, it would be lovely. It is a growing thing. That's the thing. But Welsh language comedy is really growing now. It's getting really exciting. Um, so we will be touring around the place with that, which will be nice. When you say okay. we, all the, I mean, there's, there's so few. When I say we, I mean all the Welsh language comedy. All of them. All um, <laughs> give some shout outs. Go on. Sarah Breeze, obviously. Hi, Sarah. Uh, Essex Sears. Uh, Hello, Mr. Sears. Stefan Evans. Hello, Stefan Evans. Stefan Allen. Beth Hello, Jones. Stephen Allen. Uh, Hello, Sean Owens. Sean <laughs> Cocky Bob. Uh, uh, Daniel Griffith is this North Wailing act who has done about. One of those acts who makes you sick. He's done 15 gigs or something and he's nailing it. I'm so angry. Um, <laughs> and supportive. Angry and supportive of him. Um, <laughs> so passive aggressive. I hate him, but I love him proud. too. I'll show you a clip from the show we just did. Yeah, it, check you him can out. Tell, he's really good. Um, so oh, that's all I can't remember what I've said now, but there's there's tons of amazing comedy yeah, going on. Tiddy Owen is, I think, one to watch. Yeah. Ellis James, I don't <laughs> know if you know him yet, but he's, he's really James. coming along, Ellis. Yeah. Um, so Ellis, Ellis is he'll be doing tour on his own. Uh, not on his own, we'll, we'll go with him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to the end, uh, in the summer and um, into the... Uh, uh, autumn. Okay. Fantastic. Because obviously I'm now producing stuff as well. So Let's use the Welsh I'm, word. Fantastic. Fantastic gear gear. Two Fs. F- f- fantastic. Bendy gear dig. Da- nice. Diolch. Bendy gear dig. Bendy yeah. gear dig. Which is a floppy gendig. Okay. No, I mean, that's not a word. Bondy bethma. Do you know what that means? What? I do not, but I don't know so if I trust you in, anymore. In Burger King in Slashley, they've got a big sign up saying, Home of the Whopper. And on the other side, they've fair play to them. They've gone with the Welsh. Yeah. Wow. Carl's Trevor Bondi Bethma. Oh. Isn't that good? God almighty. Yeah. Well, I had to look at what it meant. Do you know what it means? Whopper. <coughs> it literally what, means a whopper. A big thing? So, or a lie? It means whopper. It means... But what is a whopper? It means it's something... A... Whoa, it's like a huge, big thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bet you Stefan Arling came up with that word. <laughs> they paid him for it. I bet you. I bet you anything. Stefan? Ring again? Have <laughs> you got any money left? The dread left on your phone? Get you on speed yeah. dial. He's never got credit on his phone. <laughs> oh, this is so inside now as a thing. <laughs> so which comics have you worked with who have the poorest management of phone credit? Oh, it's Stefan Allen. Glad you asked. Glad you asked. <laughs> Top question. Oh, brilliant. Well, Dan, yeah. Dioch, thank you so much for coming on our podcast and letting us interview you about everything. That's a, it's been a pleasure. It's only taken two years. Yeah, how long yeah. has this podcast been going on for? I was starting to get a complex. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it wasn't that. Uh, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. You and you're busy. busy we were supposed to do it yesterday and you couldn't. What was wrong? Oh, right. That might be a thing. <laughs> you <Complete laughs> change your blood. You had a bit of grey matter. hospital, you monster. Ah! How rude. Okay, yeah. All right, sorry about the hospital thing. Thank you. Are you all right? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Okay. So no excuse then. (laughs) I'm going now.
Thank you, listeners. I need to cry now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our show wherever you are in the podiverse and leave us a favorable rating. We'll be your best friends. The Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Spotify, Podbean, Radio Public, and most half-decent podcasters. Why not follow us on Facebook and Instagram or send us a tweet? We're easy to find wherever you are on the web. Just search for Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. Octopussy? Octopussy. That's a really bad one. I can't stand Octopussy. The Roger Moore ones, you realize, they're really bad. And in fact, that's it's it's watching all the Roger Moore ones made me appreciate how good the Timothy Dalton ones actually are. I love the Timothy, Bo- the Timothy Dalton ones are amazing. Do you know, I think there's loads of Bond films I haven't seen. There's got- so many of them. Yeah. There are. Millions. millions. There's millions of them. 23, 24, apparently. Well, see, I was close <laughs> to, the, to the nearest million. <laughs> this podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.